And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> We've made it. We have. Right. Another week gone. <laughs> Awaiting the next. The next. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for our listeners. This is our first pick of the day. Trip to Japan. So President Yoon will visit Japan next week at Tokyo's invitation, the first such visit in 12 years. Of course, efforts to mend ties. I thought the frosty relationship has been amped up with President Yoon's policies. What can we expect? Yeah, so it's quite a timely announcement by the Korean government. It comes after Seoul announced its plan to end the dispute over wartime forced labor compensation. Of course, that sparked a lot of controversy and backlash from uh, the victims uh, and the opposition party as well. Uh, only two weeks, in fact, uh, since that announcement was made. Now, the former president's email back was the last to make actually a state visit to Japan all the way back in 2011. So it's been a while. Uh, Moon Jae-in did actually visit Osaka back in 2019, but that was for a, a G20 summit. So it wasn't an official state visit by him to the neighboring country. Um, now, uh, as terms of uh, his schedule, Yoon will hold a summit meeting with Japanese Prime Minister uh, Fumio Kishida. Uh, the top officer of the visit will be an important milestone in the improvement and development of relations. Yoon hopes to seek an expand cooperation across various areas, including security, economy, um, uh, society and culture. Other details of Yoon's itinerary in Japan are still under discussion, including the exact date of which that summit will actually take place. Uh, the scheduled meeting is expected to bring about the restoration of shuttle diplomacy as well, referring to meetings held by the leaders um, of Korea and Japan once a year. Now, while detailed agendas of the summit have yet to be announced, uh, the two leaders are expected to discuss ways to restore ties uh, in economy, trade and defense and set the clock back to before 2019. That year, the Japanese government initi initiated the export controls of three major uh, materials headed to Korea that are used for semiconductors and displays. The two leaders may also um, discuss the normalization of an intelligence sharing pact called the uh, Jisomia. Now, the visit would, could also provide an opportunity for Korean and Japanese business people to meet as well, though if, uh, Seoul officials said nothing has been confirmed yet on that regard. Um, Japan's Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsuno said Tokyo's invitation for Yoon was a result of close communication between the two countries since Yoon's inauguration. Uh, you know, uh, added, uh, oh, sorry, he added that mm. Korea is an important neighbor, uh, that Japan should cooperate in various issues in the international society. Um, the Prime Minister Kishida said he views the trip as an opportunity to improve ties as well. And he also said he will defend Yoon's compensation plan that has faced uh, backlash as well. So he seems to be mm. getting the backing of the Japanese Prime Minister when he's facing a lot of um, backlash here at home. All right, uh, we'll move on to our second keyword of the day. Missile test. Another day, another provocation. North Korea fired a short-range ballistic missile towards waters off its western coast. The launch comes ahead of a major South Korea U.S. military exercise set to begin next week. Yeah, so South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the missiles fired 
at around 6.20 p.m. yesterday from the western port city of Nampur toward the Yellow Sea. Further details on the launch weren't immediately available. Now, the missile went on a rare path towards the water between the Korean Peninsula and China, so the West Sea, as it's also known. Uh, almost all of North Korea's missiles are fired usually towards waters of its east coast. Now, the Joint Chiefs of Staff um, is maintaining a full readiness posture in close cooperation with the U.S., as well as strengthening its monitoring and vigilance. Uh, South Korea and the U.S. are preparing to hold their Freedom Shield exercises uh, from March 13th to the 23rd. They are drills designed to bolster their defenses against North Korea's nuclear and missile threats. The drills are expected to be some of the largest the two have held in years. Uh, but Kim Yo-jong, the sister of North Korea's leader, had warned that the North is ready to take overwhelming actions against military activities by the Allies. Uh, the North said it conducted artillery, artillery drills yesterday that were inspected by the leader, Kim Jong-un. Um, he stressed the need for training to overwhelmingly contain what he called war preparation moves by the enemy. Um, and the U.S. State Department said North Korea will continue to face increased consequences unless it changes uh, its behavior. So we're still in this kind of vicious cycle of North Korea conducting these missile tests, South Korea and the U.S. doing these joint military drills, mm. and the North Korea, again, retaliating or showing force against those drills as well. So we're in that loop at mm. the moment. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Bullying crackdown. So the issue of bullying has surfaced again after President Yoon's recent personal appointment uh, was withdrawn after the candidate's son was found to have been a bully. Uh, some of our listeners asked why would the parent be held responsible? And actually, one of our listeners responded, he defended his son in court. And that is why, well, there was a backlash, I suppose. And so he resigned. Uh, the government has announced plans to crack down on bullying at large. I mean, it's not the first time the government has proposed something like this. However, it's, it seems to be a timely topic. It certainly is. Uh, now, this whole controversy surrounds Chong Sun Shin, the disgraced appointee for uh, head of the National Office of Investigation. Police are actually investigating him on suspicions that he intentionally hid his son's school violence lawsuit uh, during the vetting process. Uh, so that is one of the updates so far. And the issue has brought to light the issue of bullying um, again. And there was actually a recent study showing that existing countermeasures against school violence in Korea were found to have been mostly ineffective. And that is why uh, the government is trying to fix that issue. So amid the intensifying controversy, the Education Ministry has submitted a plan to Parliament to strengthen anti-bullying measures. It will consider extending the retention period for mm. students' records of the abuse. It will also consider reflecting such records in the college entrance examination as well. Now, currently, when school violence perpetrators are punished by their schools for their behavior, their records remain for only two years after graduation. Records of low-level discipline can even be um, deleted when the yeah. student graduates as well. So uh, it seems there is a little bit of leeway in terms of uh, disciplinary measures when it comes to bullying. Mm. But of course, uh, the issue of bullying has come to light not only because of the Chong Sun Shin issue, but the Netflix drama The Glory as well has kind of shone a, uh, another light on the issue of bullying. Um, so it's certainly getting more attention uh, again uh, mm. recently. And yes, that appointee, as uh, uh, one of the listeners uh, rightly pointed out, is he 
was a former prosecutor, so he used his legal knowledge to try and protect his son in the lawsuit of this bullying case. Uh, the victim filed a lawsuit against the son, and uh, it eventually went all the way to the Supreme Court as well, something that's a rare occurrence when it comes to bullying cases. They usually resolved, or not resolved, rather, um, uh, or yeah. settled, I should say, right, yes, right. Uh, uh, early on in the stages. But uh, yes, the father did certainly support his son, despite the fact that he was guilty of bullying. Mm, it raises questions about ethics, right? And so mm. he had to resign. As for mm. that... Uh, TV series you alluded to, I believe part two is being unveiled today. Uh, it's where the revenge mm. strikes. And so right. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little bit more satisfying. The first part is <laughs> extremely difficult to watch. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Uh, I've only watched the first episode, but I haven't watched uh, uh, the episodes after it. But mm. I'll certainly be catching up. <laughs> it's actually really tough because, I mean, after a successful TV series, uh, the writer and then the team behind The Glory revealed mm. that some of the torture methods were actually loosely based on true stories. And I think that's, right. that makes it even more difficult for us to, well, watch yeah. the show. Yeah, we do hear news reports yeah. of uh, such incidents taking place. I, as I said, I did. Yeah. I only watched the first uh, episode, <laughs> but I, I did believe that this could be a realistic uh, uh, reality. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, unfortunate that it's still occurring. All right. So with that, uh, bullying crackdown still on the top of the agenda for President Yoon's administration. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Disability welfare. So the government has pledged to provide customized support for people with disabilities. They will be able to choose which welfare best suits them. So instead of this sort of umbrella, there's a limit to how many times you can access it and uh, mm. the amount. It could be more specified. More specified and more tailored indeed. Yes, the pledge came after a meeting on policies for disabled people presided over by the Prime Minister Handoff soon. Uh, Hans said the policy for disabled people is the core of the welfare of the vulnerable people in the uh, uh, government. He said the government will push for policies with the goal of equal life, as he put it, of disabled people uh, throughout customised support. Customised being the key word there. Now, from next month, the government will introduce a caregiving service for disabled people in case of a short-term absence of their primary caregivers. In the first half of next year, the government will set up a 24-hour care system uh, to assist people struggling with serious and persistent disabilities as well. To improve their mobility rights, the government will introduce more low-floor uh, buses as well as taxi services uh, for disabled people as well. So not just physically handicapped people, but there's also measures in place for um, say autistic people. Mm. Uh, they are able to get uh, more people assigned to them uh, to help them get on with their daily lives as well. I mean, Korea has been a country that's often been criticized for its lack of uh, policies or welfare policies when it comes to disabilities. I mean, especially if we look at the public transport, a lot of the taxis that drive around in Korea mm. are not very wheelchair accessible, for example. I mean, you do get those yellow kind of um, uh, mini buses for yeah. the disabled, but how many of them are there uh, mm. on the roads? And uh, interestingly, I saw a video uh, on YouTube recently that showed uh, the London, the famous London black cab 
is actually being introduced here in Korea, but it is too expensive to be commercialized or be put to use uh, in the public at the moment. But those cabs, especially in London, they have wheelchair access, they have ramps in which, uh, and there's a lot of room where um, physically handicapped people uh, can get about. So that was an interesting video um, uh, mm. that I saw recently as well. So there are signs of improvement, but I think there's still a ways to go. Right. It is about accessibility, as you've highlighted. So we'll keep tabs on that as we move on to our final keyword of the day. Mask-free transport. So health authorities are reviewing ways to further ease the last standing COVID-19 measures in the coming months as new infections stay at low levels. This includes whether to lift the mask wearing rule when using public transport. In fact, it seems the government was adamant about pushing that first. Right. So uh, people can basically visit most places without masks mm. right now. Uh, now, but the mandate remain in place for uh, hospitals and as well as pharmacies and on uh, public transport. The KDCA is currently discussing lifting the rule on public transport with health experts and they will make an announcement next week. Officials say most experts seem to be on board with the plan as well. Now, some have cited that a number of people are actually still wearing masks, even though most indoor mask wearing <laughs> rules have been lifted. So basically, we saw the indoor mask rule being lifted in most places, but the majority of people are still wearing masks. And they still are now as well, even though it has been uh, several weeks since that announcement has been made. So I think experts believe that no different, uh, nothing different will happen when it's lifted for public transport yeah. as well. Uh, officials are also reportedly discussing changes to the remaining quarantine measures as well, such as the mandatory seven days of self-isolation if you are affected, mm -hmm. and an even wider end to mask wearing if the situation remains uh, stable. Uh, but there has been a slight uptick in COVID cases recently. It stayed over 10,000 for the third straight day yesterday. Whether that will be considered in the discussions remains to be seen. Uh, but for the moment, it seems like uh, the kind of trend is or the, uh, the officials and experts are leaning towards a lifting of the last remaining rules. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Have a fun weekend. I'll see you next week. You too. Have a great weekend. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.